Guys, thanks so much for tuning into the Taylor Jones podcast. If you don't know already, um, moving in with Romer the Romer. So guess what? We had the opportunity to sit down tonight. Click the record button while we shoot the shit. Uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about life, talking about Eckhart Tolle, um, psychology, everything under the sun. So sit back, enjoy, and let me know what you guys think. Oh yeah, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Come on. Actually, I like the end. Okay, what is good? <laughs> or I forget what we were talking about. Uh, well, Taylor just said we were talking about the end of the world and how <laughs> Taylor doesn't think that the world is very bright or our future is very bright. And what I was about to say was people have been saying that for a long time. People have been saying since like, you know, I don't know, 2000 BC, they've been saying the world's about to end. Oh, no. Okay, so like let me, the apocalypse are coming. Like they, they've been saying that for, for years. Let me expand. I, I don't think the world's going to end. I don't think that. But like um, – and Joe Rogan actually – we'll have to pull both of these clips up. He had, was talking about this too. And one of my mentors, Stefan Arnio, was talking about this. We go through 80-year cycles and the beginning of the first 20 years is – the cycle goes like this. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Yeah. And that's an 80-year cycle. And like if you look, like the past 80 years, the difficult times of the Great Depression created the strong men of the 40s and 50s that created the great times of like, you know, the whatever, the 80s. There's a boom in the 80s, uh-huh. I think. And then that created the weak men that we have, you know, today, which we do have weaker men. Like, everyone can agree on that. And then we basically, this theory thinks that, like, okay, now those weak men going forward the next 20 years, we're going to be, we're going to suffer. That's, that's interesting. Because, like, the way we suffer is what I'm wondering. Because technology is going to keep getting better. Like, we're, our standard of living and comfort is going to continue to get better. Like, better, better couches, better beds better cell phones, better everything, you know? So what would that suffering be? Inflation. That too. But like, even like inflation, like this is why I have a problem with like people being so worried about like the value of the dollar, like, which I'm worried about, like, you know, but I put money in crypto and other things all I can. But like, if you look at how we're doing with like material stuff and manufacturing shit and building houses and building cars like we're not slowing down like we're getting better like we have the internet like we have technology we have machines working for us that's why like when trump said you know like let's bring back jobs from china like let's bring back these industrial jobs i'm like no we don't want to do that shit like we got machines to do that for us and people are like oh the machines are going to take all people's jobs it's like no the machines are going to do what we used to do and we're humans and at a certain point, we're going to machines doing practically everything for us. Like, that's the goal. So what are these people going to do that have the... Because a lot of Who people are going to lose their jobs. But just because people don't have jobs doesn't mean they die. It just means they don't have jobs. Like, we, we, we can, like, step up. We can... Everybody has an opinion on, like, you know, welfare and giving money out. But at the end of the day, if we have food and we have shelter, like, we're alive. And so... Even if these jobs are gone, if they evaporate because machines replace them, like we're on the right track because humans are getting better. We have more technology. And then like Naval Ravikant, he, what he thinks is that eventually like we'll all just create art. Like we'll all just 
Like in, in art, so? like art. What I, I mean, what I mean everyone's... by art is like create creative, like music, uh, even like entrepreneurship, coming up with new ideas, like things like like we will be using our energy creatively because machines gener- machines can't currently. Maybe the do that. next generation, but like I don't think a hundred percent of people are artistic. I and what I'm worried about too is I think that like when those jobs go away, yeah, we'll be security wise, we'll be okay. But like, people are gonna lose purpose. Yeah. If you don't have a job, like I can remember, like when I quit my job, like that was the, the yeah. first thing is like you don't you lose your sense of like what do I do now? Right. They, they say work is the curse of man, and so you can take that from one perspective. You can take that as like you have to work to live, like you have to work to, to like to make a living to get a paycheck. That's how I took it initially, but if you think about it a little bit deeper, work is the curse of man. It's like we need to work to be fulfilled. Yeah. Uh, not to get too religious, but God said work six days a week and take one day off. Mm-hmm. He didn't say five and two. Three and four. He didn't four. say four. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't say that. He said work six days, take one day of rest. Why? Is it because McDonald's needs to run every day? Is it because... Uh, Why do you think? I think it's like in our nature and I think that work is like spiritual and, and like when done right, it's extremely fulfilling and and if you do it right generally you're making the world a better place because mm-hmm. you're solving some problem. And so I, I think that's why we work. And so like work is the curse of man. It's like, yes, we have to work for paychecks. We also have to work. I think it's just like, if we don't work, shit gets weird. You know, like give her just like take too much time off. Yeah. And you're just like, like you just feel weird. Yeah. When I like, when I quit one of my jobs, like three years ago, I just took three weeks off. And, like, I got, like, anxiety. And, like, I just, like, my mental health started to go. It was just, yeah, it felt weird. It felt very weird. Yeah. But. Hey, do you know who Eckhart Tolle is? Yeah. He's a great book. Power Like, that, that motherfucker would just say, like, sit down and be quiet. <laughs> just, like, be happy. You and know? what are your thoughts? You don't think that. I think. I think he's probably right. I actually think he's probably, like. But I don't think. I don't know if it's possible for everybody. To do that. Yeah, and he also says there's presence through action. So I don't think, I think his message is is right because people overthink things like they sit down and they think too much or they think too much while they're working. Like you're packing boxes just now and you're like thinking like, I shouldn't be doing this. So like you're beating you up while while you're doing something. Well, I'm not even, I mean, I'm kind of enjoying it, you know, like, but there's probably part of you that's just, but like, like, I more so said that because I know you're thinking like, Oh, look at Taylor, like fucking $12 an hour job. Yeah. There's that. But I mean, maybe you were thinking about like girls or maybe you're thinking about something else, but the fact that you're thinking something and that a lot of people think negative thoughts while they're doing something, yeah. that is bad because you're just wearing down on yourself. Yeah. So I think he's right in the sense of like, stop thinking so much. But I think if you're ready to take a spiritual leap, then sit down and confront the demons. But a lot of people don't want to confront the demons. Like if you go that route that you mentioned, you that, that, that sitting down and being patient, if you've been busy, 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 and you haven't taken the time to actually confront those things... You will go into a place of darkness at first. Yeah. But if you, you know, if you, as soon as you accept that, then you can break through it. But, um, yeah, I think, like, most people probably aren't ready to do that, maybe. But I agree, going back to what you said, like, I do agree that work is a spiritual act. Like, it's your, like, work, staying busy, being involved in community, 
bringing your gifts into this world. Like, fuck. Like, that's why we're like, here. Yeah, that's great. But, like, playing devil's advocate, what about, like, the people that are, like, really good at working, like, really good at building shit, but they're doing evil shit. Like, they're building something for the wrong reasons, and they get off on it. Like, they're just workhorses. You know what I mean? Like, like they're, they work hard, and maybe you could even classify their work as spiritual, like, in the sense of, like, they're at peace, and they're very present, but, like, that the end result of their work harms people, you know? Like, what about, what about that? I read, I heard some crazy shit once about, like, as the humans go through the spiritual evolution, it goes up from, like, the first chakra up to the fifth chakra, like, the heart chakra, and they can go, they can, they basically have to choose between love or evil. And, like, because you can use, like, spiritual concepts of, like, manifestation, um... And this consciousness stuff, you can use that power to do bad. Like Hitler, Hitler knew some shit. He must have been somewhat spiritually evolved. You know what I'm saying? Or you yeah. don't think so? Well, he was a very good public speaker. I remember my public speaking professor always talked about how good he was at public speaking. Yeah. Very driven guy. Like he knew and I some think, shit. I think Hitler thought what he was – we could argue that he thought what he was doing was good. I don't know if we can argue that. Like it's hard to argue that because it's like – that motherfucker knew he was killing thousands and thousands of people, millions of people, but he thought the people he was killing, he thought Jewish people were evil at their core and that they should be eradicated from this earth. So he was like, just like basically, he was like uh, killing cockroaches on planet earth. And like for him, like he was, doing, he was doing a good thing. I have to read his autobiography to like, what were right. his thoughts? Like what were his relationships like? Cause I don't know, honestly, I don't know enough about him. To like to diagnose that you know it'd be interesting it would be really interesting but i think like something about like being efficient you know being able to lead being able to convince people like there's something i don't know if spiritual is the right word for it but there there's something that feels spiritual about that you know like being good at all those things i think it is spiritual like, i think all of us are evolving while we're here on earth I but then like then you see the objective outcome of what happened with Hitler and it's like well fuck if that's spiritual then I don't want to be part of religion (laughs) (laughs) well hey religion is very different than spirituality you think so absolutely I think spirituality yeah like religion is man-made spirituality spirituality is you, you can't have religion without spirituality or can you Because um, like religion re- is, religion's like the practice and like the rituals. Religion is man-made. Like religion is a set of ideas or beliefs brought into a concept by humans that created each one of these, right? So like Christianity is these events of Jesus took place, right? And the humans got together and wrote the Bible and created this way of practicing, Right. Like, Jesus might come back today and go to some churches and be like, guys, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we lost, we lost the way. Spirituality is any way that a human expresses a connection or communion with the divine. Like, the part of, the part of us that is not human. Like, that's what spirituality is to me. Right. And you can do that through meditation. You can do that through prayer. You can do that through gratitude. You could do that through... Like exercise, business, yeah. conversation. Yeah. Just creating. I think creating is like really where 
I feel it at least. But like just running, even you know, sometimes it just feels so good. Yeah. We're just like looking at this tree outside. Like, I love looking at trees. Eckhart Tolle talks about that. Like looking at like nature, you feel more like you feel like the life in it. Like you feel like oh shit, God created this. You know. Yeah. Okay, so in terms of your spirituality, like okay, you said you were Christian earlier, like. Would you say that you've gotten away from that? Like, how do you... Do you have some sort of, like... How would you say your, like, spiritual, like, connection? Do you have, like, some sort of routine or maybe I think I'm spiritual in the sense that, like... I follow... And this might sound, like, really weird. (laughs) Maybe, like, even anti-spiritual. But I follow my desires and my passions and, like, what makes me happy. And I think a lot of good comes from that. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I've seen God like several times and one of the times I feel like I saw him was I was in Nashville and I walked into this salsa uh, bar they're playing salsa music and just like watching and I was like very money motivated at the time like I was, I was thinking like how much money can I make like how can I scale my business so like you know like when you get new shoes you notice all the shoes people are wearing like mm-hmm. When you drive a new car, you know, I've actually never driven a new car, but you, you notice, you notice everyone else that has a car. So I've yeah. heard, so I've heard, well, when I'm like making money and like working really hard in my business, I kind of compare myself to people on that playing field. So I'm like, I wonder how much money these people are making, you know, playing the music. And it, but then part of me was just like, it doesn't matter. Like these guys don't care about the money. Mm-hmm. They're not doing this for the money. Like the bass player was like having an orgasm, like playing the bass. He's like, <laughs> like, like he was like, the pleasure was like on another level for him. And you yeah. could just tell they were all there. They probably split like $25 a piece. And like, I feel like that's when I saw God and I was like, wow, like, and not the only time I see, you know, obviously you see God every day. And, and I'm probably talking more about like the Holy spirit or, you know, if you're Eckhart Tolle, you're not religious. If you're uh, Eckhart Tolle fan, it's more like just being present present and uh what does he call it he calls it something he calls it uh i think though like presence. the li- he calls it like the life force or something okay yeah I, I think he does mention life force i know he talks a lot about presence yeah like, presence being present being but he's like you're gonna moment. see the energy and like he talks about seeing like the energies and like or, inanimate auras, objects or like, especially uh, auras maybe but he talks about like how everything like flowers have energy but like nature's got what's he what's he call it he, he talks about this with uh animals he talks about how some animals have more beingness. He calls it oh, beingness. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He says like some animals have more beingness. Like a horse has more beingness than like a oh, ant. Yeah. You know, like you look at the difference between. And those what two. does he describe beingness as? It's kind of vague. By, by the way, do you know uh, on YouTube? Uh, I forget his name. He's a, he's a psychologist that uh, diagnoses people on YouTube. He's like, hey guys. My no. name is so and so. I don't think so. Anyway, he just shat on Eckhart Tolle. I really don't like the video. Really? But yeah, he, he talks about how. How can you shit on Eckhart? He basically Tolle? said everything Eckhart Tolle says is too vague and therefore it's meaningless. And and he just says it. He in must a way. be a very scientific guy. Yeah, he he, he was. Yeah. Um, but the answer I was about to give to what is beingness is it's just gonna be vague as shit. And I was just thinking what that guy said, but I think like it, it has to be vague. Like, what he talks about because like the the core of Eckhart Tolle's work is that like we think too much and mm-hmm. we name things too much and like as humans like our curse is maybe it goes back to our, our curse's work 
you know, yeah. like we're always constantly thinking like, go, 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 go. Planning, preparing, surviving. Yeah. And just thinking like we're, we're always like circling our thoughts and that's, that's what causes suffering a lot of times. Yeah. Like suffering is like thinking of the future. Like mm-hmm. if you're, if you're being hurt right now, like if I slap you over and over again, you're going to be like, oh shit, this hurts. But how long is this pain going to last? You're thinking of like, yeah, how much longer is it going to keep slapping me for? Yeah. And that's what, when you say you saw God, like at the, at the salsa studio, that's kind of what it was. Is it was probably this epiphany that overtook you. That was like, holy shit. Like here I am in a salsa studio or whatever. And I'm looking around thinking about all these things about how much money these people like judging, identifying, trying to classify how much respect I should give these people. Maybe it could be anything. Yeah. yeah. And here all of these people are just so lost in the moment. Yeah. Like they don't give a flying shit. Like they're just like so, you know, in their beingness. Yeah. And that's probably what it was. The contrast of the two that was like, boom. And I think another part of it is like they were bringing joy so many people you know I always like to think of these ideas that we're talking about like worst case scenario like what if Hitler felt like he was on his groove you know he's hurting people so maybe that's like the devil working through him or maybe that's some other force or maybe it's not pure who knows but like they were playing music people were grooving to it people were dancing to it it was like old ladies sitting down like smiling like like to me that was that was God right, right there yeah. But even like MMA fights and not all MMA fights. Like I see like if there's fear present, I don't think you can say that's God because God's not fear. But uh, like two people and maybe God's like a loaded term because I feel like when I say God, I, I feel like the way I hear my message, it just sounds different than I just know so many people think certain things about God. Yes. And there's so it's many, a loaded word. It really is. Like some people. It's like, what do you mean by God? But like, I remember when I was in college, there was these two guys that would wrestle and they would beat the absolute shit out of each other. And like the first time I saw him, I was like, oh my God, like these guys must hate each other. <laughs> but then I learned more and more about like, this is how they train and like they are doing what they think the sport requires of them. They are like slamming each other, you know, like hitting each other's head, like very physical hand fighting. Like they were like... Uh, hand fighting and wrestling for everyone listening is like you're you're grabbing wrists like you're basically slapping the dude in the back of the head and these guys are beating the fuck out of each other and I think that that's God too because it's like like in a good fight or a good wrestling match or a good, good competition like when you are battling with your opponent like to the death and you both accept that this is like a competition like this is like this is a war mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. Like there's something spiritual about that, you know? Cause after the fight's over, it's like they hug each other and it's like, I don't know. I, I've always thought that like that has always been like a spiritual experience for me. Like watching two people really go at it and like yeah. actually, like actually really not trying to hurt each other, but like almost respecting Play, their, like do their best. Yeah. And they're playing they're, they're respecting, their best. they're respecting their opponent by, by trying to like win mm-hmm. and they're not holding back. Like if, if I wrestle you and I'm like playing around with you, that's not respect. But if, if I'm wrestling you and I'm like actually trying to like do my best to put you on your back and pin you or in a fight, in the example of a fight, like I would literally be trying to like knock you out yeah. or I'd be on top of you. Like that's respect for your opponent. 
because you're saying like you have a chance to beat me but I'm gonna do my best to beat you yeah you know, there's yeah. something about that yeah and I think like you know what you said like they're accepting of it like that's what Eckhart Tolle says the three modalities of I don't know if he uses the word God maybe it is but he says there's three basically states that you that if you will be and if you're with God and it's like I don't know if those are the right words he used but it was love joy and acceptance mm-hmm so like you're either like you're loving something or someone, right? Um, so maybe you're loving the tree, right? You're giving it attention or you're joyful because, you know, you're just in a state of joy. You're laughing, you're, you know, or you're accepting that or you, maybe you're going through something really fucking shitty, but you're in acceptance of it. That's interesting. You know, and that's yeah. maybe, maybe that's what it is. Like you're accepting, like it's what you're in a fight. Like it, there's parts of it that are really shitty. Yeah. You know, so maybe that's the part of God. You see that level of acceptance, I guess. But. Yeah, there's definitely something about accepting. And because I feel like the majority of our lives, we resist. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you, did you, have you heard of Alan Watts? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, because what you just described, like about like the fighting, he has an amazing uh, piece where he talks about play. Really? Yeah. And like, that was exactly what he basically says. Huh. Is like being a good player. Gotcha. Like actually playing the game. Yeah. Or maybe that was Jordan Peterson. Maybe I'm getting it mixed up. I think it was Alan Watts. I think he has some a good piece on it. But um Well, I think Jordan Peterson I, I think if Jordan Peterson and Eckhart Tolle met each other <laughs> like Eckhart, be a great Eckhart, combo? Well Eckhart Tolle would probably just be like This is a lot of thinking. Like you're doing a lot of thinking. Like this is a lot of thought. Yeah. You know, because Jordan Peterson's kind of the opposite of Eckhart, where he, he thinks a lot about things. And Jordan Peterson, and there's actually a uh, an Eastern quote that talks about everybody in America that thinks of medita- <clears throat> meditation thinks that, you know, you should sit down and you should be like the monks that go out in the Himalayas and meditate for, for days at a time. And you should lock yourself in a room and not really talk to people and become present. But there's like an Eastern quote, I'm going to fuck this up, but it talks about how um, you, um, I actually just forgot what I was just talking about. You were talking about? I was saying like two things at once. You were, you're, you're peeling an orange, that's why. <laughs> you know, I, like I, I was thinking about a book that I was reading today too. That um, you, were, you were talking about the Eastern philosophy quote. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it talks about how you uh, you should take action before you meditate. It's something like that. Like, like, don't, don't meditate. Why? Why should you take action before you? Because everybody thinks that, you know, you need to sit down and and be calm and, and like really like be present to the moment, like become enlightened. As they say, like, like reach like a, a higher level of consciousness is what, uh, a lot of people think meditation is. I forget who says it. It's it's one of those. So they're saying okay. So maybe here, maybe I'm. Let me get this right. So they're saying you should do 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 do. You should do do more action. Take action. It might have been like Buddha, and then sit down, or the Dalai Lama. It might have been the Dalai Lama that said it. But like, like before you meditate, like go do some shit. Yeah. Go actually take action. Because when you sit down, you'll be in more peace. I don't know if it's that necessarily, but I I think it's more along the lines of kind of like what Jordan Peterson says, like. You haven't done anything yet. Yeah. You know, like, like what good have you done for the world? Like, how have you changed the world at all? Like, you haven't. 
You know, yeah. and you want to sit here and be happy? Like, you're a selfish fuck. <laughs> you know, like, you want to sit here and smile and, and that's like your life. You want to go live in a cave? Like, there's people starving in the world, you know? And so... I think there's a fine line, too, because, like, I reached a point in my life, you know, where I was, like, in my young 20s, like, maybe, you know, three or four years ago, where... I think a pause was good for me, and I did take a pause. I stopped working, you know, and I just traveled. I, I was broke as shit, and like I did sit and meditate. And yeah, one thing that's where like meaningless action comes in. Like if you're just gonna do stuff just to do stuff, and just and and your brain is like chaotic and unorganized, and you're literally just taking action for no reason. That's different than like deliberate, conscious, present action. Mm-hmm. Like where you realize what you're doing. Yeah, and I think it comes down to intention. Like, I think if you go into either a meditation or, you know, a busy work day with, you know, with the right intention, I think, um, I think it'll, it'll turn out good. Um, are people able to comment on this? Um, I don't think they can comment on the audio. Like they might be that able to. That would be to. cool. I, can Spotify do that? Cause I, I, I know Joe Rogan's podcast switched to Spotify. I don't know if can people comment on it. I don't think so. I know that if you po- if you took the clip and you maybe put it on YouTube, people could. But like, I don't think on, um, I don't think on uh, Anchor they can. I don't think on Anchor they can. But it'd be nice. It'd be really nice if they could. Because that's like I love like looking at comments after. after you know what we could do though is you could literally take this clip and you could like put like some trippy like space visuals yeah on youtube <laughs> yeah oh for sure yeah and then um but yeah i'm actually surprised like i had a, I had a couple people message me like because i recently put my podcast link in my instagram bio and i had a few people like be like yo i'm like binge watching <laughs> and i'm like really like i don't know because like oh i feel like sometimes i post stuff and i'm like who's gonna listen to this you know so that was cool i was like oh wow like it's, I think it's cool, and I think you're at this level of making content where, like, you make content, you don't even, like, it. You, you're not, like, a different person when you make content because you're not creating content. You're just documenting what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so, like, at a certain point, it doesn't even phase you anymore. It's just, like, you're just, like, posting your life. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to do it. I think that's the, the, really the best way to do it. Because it, when, you, when you're there, it's, it's easy. Yeah. You know, what's scalable? Yeah. Because you don't have to wake up and, oh, what do I have to create? What do I have to do? Like, no, like you're just literally like you take a camera out and you record it. Yeah. You know? And one thing I was thinking about, like, this was like a month or two ago, I think. And I never really talked about this before, but, or put it into words. I think there's, there's like two thresholds of like social media attention. Like some people are under, uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Some people are their life or their experience or their value is better than what their Instagram or their um, yeah. portrays, yeah. and other people, their Instagram or their their content is better than they actually are. Yeah, and that I think it's really really amazing when you can get those really connected. Yeah, because it's a it's a shitty feeling because like, I've been in a place where I'm like, wow, like I have 400 followers, like I feel like I have so much gift good to give to the world. I should have more. But it's like, okay, you haven't done anything yet. So it's like about post, post, post. And then I've also been in a place where it's like, you know, and I blew up on TikTok and I'm like, wow, like I really have all this fame. And mm-hmm. it's like, sometimes I felt like I almost had too much attention yeah. for what I was worth. 
Um, and it's really interesting to, to see other people, you know, maybe posing in front of cars or, yeah. you know, and doing this fake stuff to try to like inflate their sense of value when in reality, like they're not reading, they're not working on themselves. Um, so I think those two things are really interesting. You know, what's your experience with that? Like, well, I, I, I've been thinking about this a lot recently and both of us wrestled, um, for everyone listening. And I didn't really think much about wrestling for the last few years. I didn't really do much like actually uh I didn't I didn't wrestle much I coached wrestling when I got out of college but then I went straight into business and post a lot on social media and like recently I've been really attracted to wrestling I think the reason why is like there's a definite winner and loser there's no faking mm-hmm. there's no Lamborghinis there's no oh, yeah. Instagram post you, like it's it's, raw. it's it's so raw that it's like you can't fake it Everybody watched the match. You know, everybody saw what the fuck happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I see a lot of people on social media, a lot of business people, and I meet them in person. And sometimes I'm like, this person's not, this person might have a lot of money or they might not. I don't really know. When you met me in person, was, what, was I what you expected or different or about the same or... I'm just I liked you more in person actually. I, on really? TikTok, I wasn't sure on TikTok. I saw you going live one time and I was like, does this dude even know what he's doing? Like, <laughs> he's in a parking lot, like doing kicks, like with shit. And I, I wasn't like hating, but I wasn't sure. I was, and I, I just kept commenting to see if he would say. It. And then Jameson came over, and Jameson knew you, so that's that's the first time that. Oh okay. Jameson was like, "Say something about me." He'll he'll like, he'll say he knows me, and that I did. And you were like, "Oh yeah, what's up, Jameson?" And I was like, "Oh shit, he's cool." <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, that's funny. Yeah, that was a silly video. I know the exact video you're talking about. But I'm sorry, what were you Well, I think, I think it, you, we could talk about social media and how everybody kind of abuses social media to portray like a better life. But even business, like there's something different about business. Like the business grind is like whatever. Like it's, it's, it's a grind. Like it's hard. But there's varying levels of success that are dependent on your network, that are dependent on how what industry you're in. How many, yeah, how many people see you, like how good you are at business. And I think some people really take off in business who shouldn't, um, and they get lucky, you know, and and in sports and in the gym and doing like physical hard things, you can't fake any of that. Mm -hmm. And so that's why like I'm, I'm getting more respect for like just doing hard things like jujitsu uh, even salsa dancing, you know, to an extent, like pushing myself there because there's no fake in that, yeah. you know, there's, there's faking on social media and business growth is not proportional necessarily to, to the work you put in. And what I mean by this is like, you get Amazon, you get Jeff Bezos, you get Mark Zuckerberg, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody says I look like Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> uh, you, you get these people who they blow the fuck up like crazy huge. They go, they go, become billionaires, mm-hmm. and it's not because they worked harder than everyone else. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Yeah, there's a, a decent amount of luck. They worked their asses off for sure. They had a good network. They had a good idea. They came at the good amount, a good time, which is where the luck comes in. And they get so much credit, you know, for working hard. And I guess you could say the same thing about Olympic athletes and really any high-level athlete is like they're gifted genetically. I think there's 
validity to that. Like, you know, you're not going to be an NFL linebacker. I bet you if I really try to. (laughs) (laughs) Or or you're not going to be a lineman. Maybe you could be a linebacker if you took steroids or something. Okay, so you're saying you don't like the fact that some people just get all this fame really quickly. It's not that I don't like it. I'm fine with it. And I don't think they're happy or anything because of it. But I think it's disproportional. And I think that, like, sporting events and, like, just doing hard physical things is different than business. Because in business, there's, like, there's different rules. Like, mm-hmm. This is a different game we're playing. And, yes, business has a ton to do with perseverance and hard work. But, like, transformations in the gym and martial arts... And I don't know what else, like even like music or anything that's, that takes, you know, a lot of practice, like any skill, I guess is what I'm getting at is, uh, I guess right now in my life, I I would say it's more respectable than, than wild business success. Not and and building and businesses are very hard, but I I think we give too much credit to like these guys that blow up and we just think it's because they worked hard all the time. And it's like. And I'm not just like these guys are like I look up to these guys like I I I hate it when people talk shit about Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg. I know, and I was surprised because I feel like that's like common. Yeah, it's because like they're the top of the top, and and, and people, that's upsetting. Like yeah, yeah, I, I don't I don't like it at all. But like these people I, solve. Problems. I do think I do think they get a little bit too much credit. I think some people give them too much credit for how hard they work, and it's like you created a monster that took off on its own. Mm-hmm. And that, and even like TikTok, you know, your TikTok blowing up or uh, any version of your social media, like you realize you are not, you are on repeat all the time. Mm-hmm. Somebody's always listening to you. Yeah, if, you get, if you get paid on TikTok, somebody's listening to you every second. It's, it's crazy. On YouTube. And, and, but you know what though? I will say uh, two things I want, I'm thinking when you're talking. One is like, okay, the people that did get lucky or the people that do have... Um, because like I said, I said that some people have an inflated sense of value on social media, but if you met them in person, you'd be mm-hmm. like, really? If people do get lucky and whatever, they blow up or they, you know, whatever happens, um, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that they're happy. Like life is so, has so many dynamics. Like your attention is only one thing. Like I know that I've talked to people that have huge followings or like, or I've heard of stories of like girls that like have like huge followings on social, like millions of followers. And like, but they feel so sexualized and like, that's the only thing people that they value them for. And yeah. then they, they almost regret it. Right. And it's like, so there's so many, and then like that, like drowns them in like depression. Right. And there's like so many different uh, variables to it. Yeah. Um, that was the one thing I was going to say. And then the other thing in regards to me blowing up on TikTok was like, I think that like, if you looked at, at a surface, a lot of people got lucky on TikTok, but I also think that like whatever you want to call it, law of attraction or whatever, like there was a select group of people that went all in on TikTok early on and that were posting consistently. Well, that's where the opportunity yeah. comes in. Like there, there's, it's luck too. Like you get in at the right time. That's the luck portion of it, the opportunity. But then not everybody who got in at the right time blew up because there's perseverance, there's hard work. There's actually like taking action yeah. during that time. And frame. I mean, I was posting Every day, like I, I would just follow Gary Vee's advice. I, I just felt like okay, this guy's he's right about mm-hmm. it, and I just did it. 
And then, like, when my first video hit 100,000 plays, I'm like, wow. Like, that yeah. was so weird. Like, honestly, I think I got more excited about my first video hitting 100,000 than I did, my like, my next video hitting a million. Because I was like – because that was the first time on ever on social media that I got that much attention. And I was like – And that's so many people. Yeah. Like, I, I was literally shitting my pants. Like, like that is a million people. And at the it's, time – That's like a – that's a city. Yeah. It's, and it's That's like, a whole city. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's like – I can't wait. Like, imagine five years from now because another one of those opportunities is going to come. And I don't know, maybe it's Clubhouse right now. Gary Vee's, I think, saying like Clubhouse and LinkedIn. Like, but I'm sure there's going to be something else. Um, it's crazy I, I guess like it's almost like business is a different playing field than than like just pure skill or musical talent or so, something else. Um, like anything, like any skill – like that takes a lot of time and energy and effort, you know, to yes. like build that up. And so like, that's like when somebody's really good at something, you know, that it just didn't happen on accident. Yes. And I feel like in business, sometimes things do happen by accident. And, and most people aren't successful in business because business is hard. You know, opportunities don't come around often, which is why entrepreneurs get so much uh, respect. It's really hard to be an entrepreneur. It is. Yeah. You know, but like wrestling or any sport doesn't have the same dynamic where like this viral factor, like you can't, like you're not going to like, you can have a viral video on uh TikTok or YouTube or Instagram, but you can't have like a viral moment where like your, your move's not going to get infinitely better. Yeah. I know wrestling. what you're saying. Like in terms of building a skill set, it's much more incremental. Yes. Like you're not going to have this like explosion. A goes to B. Then and and B in business that C. happens, like you'll get one connection and, or you'll like hit like a niche corner of the market and you just explode. Like that's what happened with Overnight. my business. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, and, and on top of that, if you build your business, right you do not operate in your business. So if you build like a real business, you can step away from it. And that's what a social media following is, by the way. A social media following where there's like, people are searching for stuff, how to sell books on Amazon, how to TikTok, how to do whatever. Uh, you are infinitely on the internet talking, working, and it doesn't take any of your energy because you're like, you're, there's literally like 20 of you out there right now like talking yeah. about something, which is absolutely ridiculous it is that's so crazy to think about and, and so like you're sitting here but you're also talking to people all over the country and there's people listening to us right now you know uh and not right now but in the future they'll be li listening to us oh, which, is, so crazy. which is trippy you know like so we're yeah. just having this conversation right now and like you know this phone could get wet or you know something could happen to it it could be deleted but people are going to listen to this conversation in the future and you're going to be doing something and I'm going to be doing something. I'm going to be working on my business, but this conversation is going to be happening. Yeah, is it going to make us any money? Maybe not, you yeah. know, but it could. And if you do this enough, it will. It will actually, if I put an ad at the beginning, it might make, <laughs> yeah, it might make me like a few cents. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And like someone could be listening to this 10 years from now. That, and that's why content yeah. is so, and I mean, or 500 it, years from now. Oh my God. If we're around. Crazy. But like. That's how we started the podcast, right? We were talking about 500, 500 years yeah. from now. Like, are we going to live? I think we're going to be around 500 years from now. I think I'm, I said I'm, I'll be happy to live at 120 and one. Oh, no, no, no. I don't mean us, but I think humans will be around 500 yeah. years. Oh, wait, hold on. I was going to say something really. What were we just talking about? We were talking about uh, TikTok and how you're talking forever. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I made a video the other day. I'm like, 
you're literally hurting yourself if you're not putting out content consistently. Like, how can you not be posting? Like, because you don't even, I understand if you're shy. Like, you could, you could, you could literally be posting blogs. Like, you could do being something to get attention. I, I just don't think, I don't think a lot of people understand, like. Money follows attention. Well, there's that. But even, like, I don't think people understand, like, like, social media is, like, I look at it as, like, a cloning like a real life cloning mechanism. Like, it, like that's, that's how I look at it. And I think, yeah. I feel like that's how Gary Vee looks at it. And that's why he knows it's so powerful because videos have the potential to go viral. Like it works while you're not there, you know? Like, and, and, and especially like this, cause we were literally having this conversation before we turned this on. So like this was going to happen regardless. Yes. You know, and now you're just capturing it on the device and who fucking knows? Maybe somebody will, will like us. Maybe somebody will hate us, but People, people hear it and it's immortal. You know, it's, it's out there Yeah. for an indefinite they amount of time. They might hate you. You know, the Christians are going to hear you and say, wow, well, <laughs> he just follows as a desire, this lustful, but not as good. <laughs> yeah, especially, yeah. Especially the, since I identify as Christian and I said that, it's even worse. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, yeah, one thing I was going to say about that. It's like we, saying, it's like saying I was, oh, I was vegan for a month. I pissed all the vegans off too. I was vegan for a month and. I did three. Not anymore. I lasted three, but <laughs> no, it wasn't we're, good. We're going to get a ton of hate for that. <laughs> um, well, last thing I'll say, and then we can wrap this up. Um, uh, Joseph, have you heard of Joseph Campbell? The mythology guy? Uh-uh. Really? You'd like, you'd like him. His storytelling stuff would be good, you know, for your sales stuff too. But um, I read a part of his book that redirected my life. And... In that book, and he's a very like this guy. And if you look into mythology, he's the biggest name in mythology. He died in the eighties or nineties, I think. But one of the biggest names, like all of the people in Hollywood, follow his exact story structure. Um, and he wrote a book called The Hero's Journey, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, I have heard of that dude. Um, or something. It might don't quote me. It might be a different book. But um, and anyways, what he said is like, look, like when it comes to like this journey as a human, like the most important thing to do is follow your bliss. And like that was his message, like follow your bliss. I guess that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Like, like your bliss is like this compass. It's like, it's your individualized gift that your bliss is different than my bliss than someone else's bliss. And like God gave us that bliss and it's, it's something to be discovered and followed and pursued. And it's unique. I guess one thing I would like question or explore is what's the difference between bliss and temptation and lust and really, really lust. Cause that's like, that's like a natural thing we have in us. And maybe I just say I want to have sex all the time. Well, I think, I think like, okay, I think like a bliss is this sort of excitement. I think, I'm excited you, about I think sex. it's a subtle difference. Yeah, I know me too. <laughs> I think it's a very subtle difference, but like if you watch your body enough, we all can sit here and, Describe differences between when we've seen an attractive girl and we've lustfully wanted to have sex with her versus when we've had a moment of inspiration and we wanted to go try this new thing. Like those are definitely two different emotive emotions, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference. I think it's the bliss. Like for me, it was about travel. Like that was my bliss. And then it was yoga and then it was business. And that, right. And I'm sort of just like, who knows where I'll be in five years. Maybe it'll be crocodile swimming or chasing I don't know like oh who the fuck knows but it's like that's what it is it's like this I think it's following inspiration and I think a lot of times when you 
I, there's following inspiration, which sounds really good, but there's also like following what you think you want, which might be a different way of looking at it. But like doing what you think will make you happy, oftentimes doesn't make you happy. Because you get it, and then you're like, you get it, you're like, now what? And I feel like that is a path to spiritual growth because then you realize it's not things or experiences that make you happy. But the journey. The journey, I don't know what it is, but you realize it's not that shit that makes you happy. Yeah. You know, in in realizing that, like, the future isn't going to make you happy, you eventually accept that, like, you know, this moment's amazing. Yeah. And, And I've tried everything out there to be happy. I've traveled, you know, all, I've traveled all over America. I, I'm going to travel all over the world. That's the next thing I think is going to make me happy is traveling the world. But I, I know I'll come to the conclusion that, okay, that was fun, but I got used to it and it's not going to give me eternal happiness. What's, yeah. what's going to give me happiness is accepting this moment yeah. and feeling fulfilled, you know? Avery out here dropping bombs. <laughs> Okay, for all the people listening, Avery, because my followers are like, wow, like, where the hell can I find this guy on social media? <gasps> I'm supposed to make a really bad joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me, I'm not going to ruin the podcast, you can find me at Romer the Romer, that's R-O-M-E-R, the R-O-A-M-E-R. Okay, and that's Instagram, YouTube. Guys, yeah, all over the go place. check him out. He is the book biz master. Um, we need to do more of these. And what's that? We need to do more. I know. We totally do. Okay, guys. And thank you so much. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Um, check me out on Instagram, Taylor Jones underscore official. Um, and have a blessed day.